0: Thank you for tuning in to listen to the Something Something Dragons podcast, a part of the Untold Stories Project. I'm your host and game master, Aaron. This show is a passion project for the girls, and they were very excited to get started on it. As a result, these early episodes were recorded before we had a sense of what our best way to record would be. The first six episodes do serve as a prelude to the adventure path we'll be playing. So if the audio quality bugs you, go ahead and jump in at Episode 7, where we start the Carrion Crown adventure path. We got a handle on our recording around Episode 6, and we promise it will only get better from there. In the meantime, let's go ahead and jump in. Something Something Dragons, Episode 4, Monolith. Welcome back to the Something Something Dragons podcast, a part of the Untold Stories Project. I am, as always, your host and game master, Aaron Einhorn, and with me today are our players. We are still going to be playing Pathfinder First Edition from Paizo Publishing. We are in the middle of a series of linked quests that were released for Pathfinder Society Play. Now! You may still be wondering how playing pathfinder fits into the mission of the untold stories project since fantasy role-playing games especially those that come out of dungeons and dragons are the most told stories in gaming in our case what is untold is who's going to be telling our stories because all of our players are teenage girls who are entering their last year of middle school say hello heroes hi hi uh because of privacy concerns We're still going to be refraining from using our players' real names on the podcast. When we're not referring to them by character names, we'll be using nicknames of red, blue, green, and yellow, which matches their tokens in Roll20, which is how we're playing the game because we live in a post-COVID world. If each of our heroes can introduce their characters again, if you'll just tell us your color and nickname, then your character name, their race, and class, that would be fantastic and we'll just go in the order of the tokens on Roll20. So let's start with Red.
1: I am Red. My character is Azalfa, and she is a Nagashi Sorcerer.
2: Nice.
3: Okay. I'll go. I am Green. My character is Eklund, and he is an Oriad Shifter.
1: I am Blue. My character's name is Talia. She is in
2: uh, Gathom Lane, and she's an Oracle. And finally. Is that me now? Yep. Uh Uh-huh. Hello! I'm Yellow, and my character is a Lyris. I'm a Kitsune, and a Rogue.
0: Alrighty. One last message before we get started. The world of Galarian is one where people come in all shapes, sizes, sexual identities, and colors, and that is a message we should all be able to get behind. At the Untold Stories Project, we believe that black lives matter, and we stand against oppression and inequality. When last we saw our heroes, they had finished investigating the manor house of Lady Illarigard, who had been investigating the same psychic phenomena that all of our heroes have been investigating under the guidance of Professor Petros Lorimore. They had previously investigated an inn where they had found weird psychic phenomenon involving harrow cards. They had gone with the professor to investigate red lightning, which was leaving behind ectoplasmic residue. And then they went to the (laughs) manor house of Lady Illeregard, who had vanished some 40 years ago while investigating the same phenomenon. They had also, from Lady Illarigard's manor, retrieved etheric compasses, which the professor wanted to help him track down the source of the psychic phenomenon. They have now received another letter from the professor, which I will show to my players and read aloud now. The letter says, My valued hirelings, it would seem that the disturbing phenomenon in Versex County are only increasing. Apparently, disturbed sleep and flashes of heat lightning of a red hue are especially common, and those following the news link these events ...to the bloody murders of both people and beasts near an ancient Kelid site known as the Monolith. I would like for you to investigate the strange monument, search for any clues linking this to the bizarre events, and deal with any dangerous elements to ensure that these dangers no longer plague the area. I am particularly interested in the ancient Kelid glyph- glyphs that might protect against the occult emanations we are dealing with. Professor Petro Snoromore.
1: So I went from being a student to a hireling. I see.
3: After reading this letter, um, the most of the party can't find Eklund for a few hours and finally find him in the back of the tavern sitting on the ground, just nursing one drink after another, just staring at the letter with his head in his hands. Uh, 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 Eklund, we, just, we, we all, all saw that alcohol ain't good for me. He's repeatedly, well, I mean, he's an Orie. He's got a strong constitution, but he can, uh, and he doesn't drink strong alcohol. But he's, uh, j- you could tell that he's just like he keeps muttering, he keeps muttering something about a suicide mission yeah. under his breath. But uh, uh, we're not going
0: today. So you would know that the uh, the ruin uh, is about an hour's hike away from the village of Dunhob, where you had previously been kind of making a somewhat of a base of operations as you've been doing this investigation.
1: Listen, just tell the people who are having interrupted sleep to take a little bit of melatonin. <laughs> They'll be fine. I don't want to do this. I have bad sleep, too,
2: but that's mostly because, I don't know, I just
3: don't like sleeping. one ends up hungover for about, uh, because, he, again, he's kind of strong, so it's like, but still, he ends up hungover for about eight hours.
1: like
2: no. I don't know. Uh, no.
1: I'm gonna make a heel check to try to whip something up to make sure he doesn't. Trying over for an alcohol example. Yeah. Well, it's not gonna be the best thing in the world, but it should help a little.
3: It's all right. Like I got mean, a seven. <laughs> he's like, it's not, it's not as bad as Talia's hangover was, but he's still pretty miserable for about two days. Oh, well, yeah, especially if I can't make a heel check for my life. That was a two roll.
0: So before you head out to the... The the monolith. If anyone would like to try to gain some information, you can either roll knowledge local, knowledge history, or you can do a diplomacy check to ask around in the town to find out what you can determine.
1: I rolled another two.
0: You did. Diplomacy. What's your total then?
3: That's a 10.
0: That's a 10. What is, uh, what were the
3: other checks? Local or history? Yes. He doesn't have a bonus to either of them.
0: Okay. I don't uh,
3: don't <laughs> Oops. I
2: didn't
3: even think I clicked. <laughs> History. Sure well, whatever. All right. He doesn't have a bonus to planes either, so he could have rolled any of the three and it would still have come up the same.
0: Except actually you're not allowed to make a knowledge check if you don't have any ranks in it. So. I
3: have local.
0: All right. Give me local.
3: I have local too. Can I do that? Even if i failed my diplomacy? Yeah. Then can I do diplomacy if I've already done the others?
0: Yes, you also need to actually tell us what you rolled because our audience cannot see the screen. They can only hear what you tell us. I'm
3: just, nine, uh, nine on the diplomacy, so let's just assume I'm too drunk to get any information.
0: <laughs> For diplomacy, the highest we got, Talia had a 10. So asking around, all you're able to find out is that the people of the village avoid the ancient Kelish ruins because they believe them to be cursed and dangerous. After all, they thought they were throwing horseshoes at you because they thought you were evil spirits, so shouldn't surprise you that they're a little superstitious. They also, uh, they do believe that if you sprinkle iron shavings near the edge of the Kellogg ruins, it will protect you uh, because the creatures within are forced to stop and count the shavings before they chase you. Oh, it's
1: like that rumor of, like, you know, like,
0: spilling marbles because a vampire will, like, take forever to, like, count them all. Right. With is 18 on Knowledge Local... She actually knows a little bit more. She would remember that the uh, the monolith is rumored to have a Kelid burial complex underneath it. But very few villagers are either brave or foolish enough to venture underneath, Or see, and those who have have said that they haven't seen anything more dangerous than a few bugs. Does Do any of you have a knowledge history?
1: I do not. No ranks. No ranks in it? I'm trained, but no ranks.
0: You know what? I'll let you give me an an untrained knowledge history. Nine. That's a nine. You don't know anything.
1: I'm not rolling over a ten, let's
0: be honest. Yeah. So the long and the short of it is you guys don't know a lot about the mon- the monolith other than that, you know, apparently the Kellish might have had a burial site underneath it.
1: Okay, does anyone here know Kellish? No? Uh, no. Oh, great. This would be great. Does the professor even know Kellish?
0: Oh, yes, he does. So I
1: guess we'll just translate, like, write it down word for word and then just be like, oh, you, you figure out what this means.
0: That's certainly an option.
1: That's our only option. Yeah. I guess I can suddenly get a random point to put into linguistics.
0: Yeah, not so much. So is there anything else that you guys would want to do before you start heading over to the monolith?
3: Even though I'm all the way better by this point, I still want to make a heel check just to see how Aglo's doing on his. Okay. He's, He's still got a headache, but... <laughs> oh, can
1: I make another heel check because it's a new day to try to help him? Sure. There we are.
0: What was your total?
1: That's a twenty-two.
0: You're fine. All right. With a twenty-two, Talia produces um a, a bit of a, uh, a root for Eklund to chew on, which will completely clear up his headache. Um, it's a nice. He,
3: tea. he he thanks her and then um, but he's still he's still a little bit like loopy. Sure. <laughs> Just like. I mean, just the same way anyone else would be if they'd just spent the last, like, 24 hours lying on a barroom
0: table just moaning. <laughs> so, you guys ready to head out to the monolith? Yes. Yep.
3: Okay. Uh, yeah. No use in putting it
0: off. For those of you who uh, may have uh, cast spells in a previous encounter, do remember that this is several days later, so all of your spell slots are back to being unused. So. Great.
1: You.
0: And your channels, yes. All daily abilities have reset. So, um, like I said, it's, it is a bit of a trek. It's not too far. Like I said, it's a little over an hour's hike away from the village. As you're going through the uh, heavily wooded area, this is in the mid-late summer. So it's getting muggy and warm. And there are lots of clouds in the sky. It doesn't look like it's going to rain immediately, but it's just kind of that heavy, wet atmosphere in the air.
1: Azotha currently does not have her cap of disguise on, and she's like, I
3: love this weather. <laughs> oh. Eklund looks friggin' miserable, and he keeps on wiping non-existent raindrops off his head. He's a rock person, so he does not like water.
1: I'm excited, because rain will mean that the plants will grow, and I, I was born from a tree.
2: <laughs> I think rain, smells nice.
0: Alright. As you're moving through the woods, um, the, uh, the trail kind of opens up to almost a barren hillside and you see the great monolith of the ancient Kellids, which just towers overhead. There is a distant flash of red heat lightning, which does show heat lightning. Heat lightning is essentially lightning that isn't necessarily related to a storm. It's just because of the ionization of the air. So it doesn't mean it's going to start raining and thundering. It's just lightning up in the clouds. But the the heat lightning illuminates a hole which gaps in the slope of of the monolith. Several dozen feet away, there is a low mound of dirt and loose rock. And let me go ahead and take you to the map. I don't want to go to the map. Why not? That
1: means eventually we'll get into a fight.
0: Not necessarily.
1: Always necessarily.
0: Uh, You should all be able to see yourselves on the map. All right, so you see the monolith and you should all see the hole in the cave wall. I kind of walk
1: up to it and peek
0: through it. Okay, anyone who has either knowledge arcana, knowledge history... Or linguistics uh, can go ahead and give me a check. I got a
1: thirteen on of my knowledge arcana. Okay. Knowledge arcana, knowledge history, you said.
0: Yep. Or linguistics. Oh, hear... Nope. What was that?
3: That was a three.
0: Uh, yeah, that's not gonna do it.
3: Man, I have like no ranks in anything at all. I have geography and nature, and that's it.
0: Well, you know, I you're don't for. Know.
3: And that's... Okay, where's what? Where's linguistics? I don't have any ranks in it. Am I still
2: allowed to use it?
0: Not linguistics. Linguistics requires you to be trained. Okay. So, Agzatha, you had a thirteen on your knowledge, Arcana? Yep. You can't entirely identify the glyphs. You're fairly sure that you see glyphs of that are Kellish that look like they might be related to the god Gorum, but you can't quite remember what that might be in relation to.
1: Wait, 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 gods? Yeah. I can do things with gods. Okay. What god? Gorum. Can I roll a religion on that? You can. But my streak of not rolling above a 10 wants to keep up, and that's a 10 total.
0: So, you know that Gorum was a warlike god. He was a god of blood and slaughter. He was worshipped by the Kelids, but you don't really remember anything in relation to that symbol. Of
1: course, I don't remember anything about him. I don't like fighting. Yep. Mm And then he said war god, I'm like, oh, well, that makes sense why she doesn't know anything. Uh, He was a bad dude. We don't like... War and blood? That means we're probably walking into a trap.
0: I will also ask uh, the party to give me um, either perception or survival checks. God
1: damn it. Okay. I smell combat. 18 on perception. You can't smell combat. Uh, watch me. <laughs> I'm not better I can never open it big enough. Stupid characters. 11 on perception.
0: Our
2: veteran
1: survival.
0: Ooh, that's a great survival. What was that total, Eklund?
2: I'll just do...
0: 19 for perception, 18 for perception, 11 for perception, 25 for survival. Oh my god. With the wow. with the 25 on survival, Eklund, you notice near the entrance of this cave, you see two different sets of footprints. One set are barefooted with claw-footed feet. It also kind of looks like this entrance might have been dug out from within. You also see a set of booted footprints that look like they're probably maybe a week old? Maybe two weeks old?
3: The clawed footprints, are they clawed like bird claws? Like three on top, one in the back? Or like cat? Cat? No, cat claws don't show in their footprints. Or is it like like bears have five on top and dogs have four
0: on top? Right. Uh, there's only, the, the way, the spacing of them look like it is something bipedal, something humanoid. It looks like they have four claws on the front. They don't appear to have any claws where their heel is.
3: I'm guessing something
0: dog. Again, it looks humanoid. It doesn't look like a canine.
3: A canine. Can I hazard a guess at will?
0: <laughs> you can hazard a guess. Uh, is
1: there
0: knowledge I could
1: roll on these footprints? Knowledge engineering. Yep, can't do that. Okay. I'll take a
3: little entry. A rank
0: in it, so. You know that there have been footprints in and out of this opening. Like I said, something booted on coming towards it and then something with claws that came from within and has come and left several times. Hey,
1: I don't like the look of this
0: meaning. So what do you guys want to uh, do?
1: I'm going to slowly walk into the cave and try to not not make any sound at all.
0: Okay. That sounds like a stealth check. Should I also? Uh, let her finish her action, and then, sure.
1: 16 on the still.
0: Alright, I'll roll perception offline to see if there's anything that might hear you. Uh, go ahead and move yourself into the cave. Did my map never
3: fully load or something? Because it looks like it only goes two squares into the cave and then
0: stops. Well, there's... It does that for me, too. I was going to say, that's all where the light is. Azatha, you don't have dark vision, do you?
3: I have low
1: light vision, but that's it.
0: Okay, so uh, yeah, once you turn around that the corner of that cave, you're in darkness. You could, I believe, you have the light spell, however.
1: Yeah, I'm going to cast light. Okay. But. Hold on. Can I cast light on my holy symbol?
0: Hold on, I'm putting. No? Yep. Hold on, I'm putting light on each of you. I love the dynamic lighting in Roll Twenty. Not sponsored. Not sponsored. But hey, if you're listening, we will happily take a sponsorship.
2: Yes, either.
0: Uh, Azatha, as you enter the cave with your light spell, still being quiet, but obviously the light is going to be a source that anyone who's in the cave might see. You can see that the cave turn, you know, goes down maybe 40 feet and then turns to your right. Talia, did you want to follow her?
1: Yeah, like over her shoulder-ish. Or I
3: can you creeping down here. I have a
0: 17
3: on myself. Okay. I'm going to move into the doorway. Okay. All right. I'm going to move to where I can see Talia because I worry for her. All right. What?
0: What's Aliris doing? Um,
2: I'm probably just going to follow them. As you... I I'm being a bit too cautious. <laughs>
0: All right. So you continue to move in. As you uh, look around that corner and can start to see a bit of the way, you see that you are in a chamber... And the walls and ceiling of this chamber are made from row after row of stacked bones. There are layers of skulls, rib cages, arm and leg bones, piled from floor to ceiling and cemented in place. On the far wall down to the south, there are red dyed skulls, which have been arranged uh, to look very similar to the glyph that you saw on the outside of the monolith.
3: Echoing manifests his claws.
0: Everyone in the party, give me a perception check. Uh, no.
3: Okay.
0: Oh, no. Oh, no? Why would you say, it's, oh, no? I think it's
2: freaky. It has to be perception.
0: Yes, this is perception only.
2: I got 12. I got 12, too. I, I got 16, I think.
0: Uh, looks like 20.
2: But 20.
0: You rolled a 16 on the die, you have a plus four to your perception, so your total is 20. The
1: good news is, by getting a 12, that was a 10 exactly, which means we're getting better. All right. Mm,
3: you're
0: As Illyris moves in, Illyris, you notice a little bit of movement within the skulls of something long and multi legged. You will be able to act in the surprise round as two giant centipedes
2: oh, no.
0: slither out of the skulls and look like they're about to attack you. So oh,
1: no, no. We have come out first. Look yeah. at their
2: little do not don't.
0: I'm going to need initiative from the party. and again, only Ilyris and the centipedes will be able to act in the surprise round.
1: Hate to see you again, Bad rolls. What? What? Oh, crap!
0: Alright, so Eklin, you had rolled a fourteen. Yeah. Alright.
2: Eliris, stop stealing all the good luck.
0: Illiris has a twenty-four, Azatha has a seventeen, Eklin has a fourteen. And Talia has a 7. In the surprise round, Aliris, you see that the centipedes are slithering out. Because it is a surprise round, you can take a move action or a standard action, but not both. So what would you like to do?
2: Hmm, well, I should attack them, but I feel like I'm kind of far away.
0: A little bit. Do you have a ranged weapon?
2: Let's see. Is it a dagger? Is that the ranged weapon? Can you, I throw that?
0: You can throw a dagger. Can I name them? Sure. The
2: centipede?
0: No. But you can throw a dagger at the centipede. Okay, I'll
2: throw a dagger at the centipedes.
0: All right, which one? Probably the one directly to the south from you? All right, so yep. you throw a dagger at the centipede. You get a 12, which is going to just miss the centipede. Even flat-footed. Even flat-footed. All right, so both of my centipedes will act, and all they will do in the surprise round is move up to the party.
2: Your centipedes? Well, yeah. He's <laughs> going <laughs> yeah. oh. All right.
0: Really so in the first actual round, um, Aliris, you still have the highest initiative. There are a pair of c- giant centipedes that have slithered up towards the party. What would you like to do?
2: I guess I'll use my rapier.
0: Okay. Uh, you'll have to move to close with the centipede. You can't hit, stab anyone from where you're currently standing. I'll do that. Okay. So you'll five foot step, draw your rapier, and stab.
2: I'm sorry, centipede. Do not apologize. <gasps>
0: Holy. Tell tell again. Tell our audience what you rolled. Uh,
2: twenty
0: two. A twenty two, and that is a critical threat because you had rolled a eighteen on the die, which is within the crit, the crit range for your rapier. What did you get on your confirmation?
2: Uh, it says seventeen.
0: Okay, uh, seventeen is high enough to confirm. You got a total of eight damage on your critical hit with your rapier. So you stab into the centipede, the giant centipede. Your rapier skewering through its carapace. And it emits a shriek.
2: I'm sorry, buddy.
0: As it falls. So lifeless. Um, Azatha.
2: Alright,
1: am I able to, like... Take out a weapon, um, like, attack it, but before both of those, um, like, try to figure out what they are?
0: Yes. Drawing a weapon is a move action, so you can draw a weapon and attack in the same turn. The knowledge check is a free action, so you can do both. It is knowledge nature to identify these creatures.
1: And I don't have that. Okay.
0: So then you can't. (laughs) I'll
1: I'll just take out my switchblade and stab at the one in the corner near... Um, Talia. Okay. I love how they all protect me. <laughs> such yes. good 17. I rolled a 17. Okay. And 5
0: damage. Alright, a 17 is enough to uh, stab into the centipede. With 5 damage, it seems like it, you struck deep and it is definitely hurting the creature. It is not dead yet. Oh,
1: no, it's not dead I'm not dead yet. And. I don't
0: and since you just stabbed it, Azatha... Thank you. ...the centipede is going to rear back and attempt to bite you.
3: Oh, no. Oh, man.
0: And apparently the GM is just rolling garbage today because that is a six on my centipede's attack roll. That, I don't think, is going to hit you.
1: Yeah, no. <laughs> we all have a base AC
3: of 10. It went not hit a commoner.
0: Yes, I know. Eklund, you are up.
3: Am I allowed to move through um, allied space?
0: Yes. You cannot end your turn in an ally space, but you can definitely move through an ally space. So,
3: well, I 20. Yeah, I can definitely get over here. Yep. Oh wow, that's a big view now. I'm gonna go with my claws. All right. I can only go with
0: one. Correct. So, what is the what was the first roll on the claw?
3: Twenty-three.
0: Uh twenty-three will strike the centipede, and you slash out for how much damage? Six. That centipede was at zero HP, so you've taken it to negative six. It dies with a squeal.
1: Thank you guys for not letting me die. I feel bad. Don't.
0: I mean, they were trying to eat you.
1: So? Oh, here's the other thing. She did say something in here. Killed her. It it could have been these things. He's saying this is the same cave. Uh, is it? I thought it was. Considering all these things are connected, it, it, it probably is connected. A very similar cave, if not
2: the
0: same one. Yay! Well, yay. Okay. Uh, the centipedes are no longer a threat. Azatha, as you move down towards the south, southern end of the cave, you do see a passage off to the east. That is a narrow passage, and it looks like there's actually even a doorway at the end of that passage.
3: I'm just going to fly down if I can. I'm going to follow her because I've started just stalking her. I uh, us walk the back
1: this time. I don't want to be at the front of this.
2: I was going to take up the back to make sure there weren't anything following us or something. Because bugs. Well, I mean, I guess I'll
1: go forward then. Alright, is this door locked?
0: It does not appear to be. It doesn't even appear to have any place where there would be a lock. Oh,
3: love well, it. Yeah, she's a chaotic little fairy.
0: So you're just going to open yeah. the door? She's
3: just going to open the door. Alright. I, pull, I pull in face palms when she does that uh, without checking for traps. I was going to say... With owl claws. Uh, I mean I'm
1: ready for sure everything to go wrong, but you know. Alright, the look of this room. It's suspicious.
0: As you Not look here. into this room, you notice that there is a broad well with low sides in the middle of this chamber. There is a heavy iron cover leaning against the east wall. Near the well, there is a mound of gnawed bones, scraps of clothing, and discarded possessions. From deep within the well You hear the sounds of faint scratches. I want to walk past Talia and go into the room. Okay.
3: Oh, God. Oh, skeleton!
0: I told you there was a bound of bones by the well.
3: I'm gonna stand like next. I'm gonna go right next to Talia, right there. Okay. You know,
2: I think I'm going to go into the room as well because I don't want to stay in the hallway because that's boring. So. Uh, so
0: yeah, I'm just gonna look down the
3: well. Oh. standing in the doorway.
0: Okay. Talia... All right, hold on. Get back
3: into a battle stand.
0: Hold on, everyone can take one action. Talia and Eclin have both moved over to the well and are looking down into the well. Uh, what are Azatha and Aliris doing? One one action. Okay,
3: wait, I have to mention, I'm not dumb enough to just stick my head in the well. No, I'm no,
0: I'm I'm swimming. Talia, for something to
3: jump out and bite her face.
0: All right. Well, I'm okay. assuming she's hovering slightly above it too, but
3: Yeah. Oh hi, turn order.
0: I I never took it away. So you're everyone's where they would be as Talia looks into the well? Yes. Alright. Looking into the well, Talia, you see a pale, hairless humanoid with large buggy eyes, claws on its hands, crawling up the well. It is Puppy. It is right at the edge of the well, in fact. Oh. I'll go ahead and show you all an image of the creature.
2: Okay. Maybe it's just hungry.
1: Yeah, Well, we don't want to become its meal. I think it's hungry for, right now, a tiny little fae who just stuck its head
2: over a well. <laughs> we have food right now. So...
0: Can you all see the creature? If you look in your journals, you should see uh, something called Azia. Uh,
2: well, now I do. Ew.
3: It's time for Gravity
2: Falls.
3: Oh my God! Listen to the ground The change my mind. I have no idea what that is, and we
1: might get copyrighted for that. Let's
0: let's it. Nah, you're fine with making references. Happy Crap. So as the thing starts to reach up, it well, it starts to reach up. So why don't we go ahead and roll for initiative? Illyris has a 22. The unnamed creature has a 17. Talia has a 15. Azatha and Eklund have fours. Um, I have a
2: question. I have an answer. Uh, since it's unnamed, can we just call it Puppy?
0: I know its name. What? You can call it whatever you like, but it is coming up towards you. Ilyris, you hear it and have enough time to do to, to react before it acts. What do you want to do?
2: Um, Is it still in the well?
0: It is oh. just below the lip of the well.
2: Can we try to knock it back in?
0: If you can get to it, you can try to make a uh, CMB check to dislodge it. So, you rush over to the edge and, um, on your character sheet, you should see something that says CMB.
2: Um, where? Does that stand for? Oh, there.
0: Combat CMB. Maneuver Bonus. Do I click
2: that? Yep. CMB stands what for Combat for? Maneuver Bonus. Yeah. I have a negative one. Okay.
0: And you rolled a total of a two. Wow. So, Illyris rushes over and tries to shove the creature but does not is not able to get any sort of purchase on it however I will say that Illyris, go ahead and give me a sense motive check as you see the creature
2: okay sense motive
3: just sitting here like fight, like quite your own battles,
0: suckers. Up, basically so something that you can tell is the creature is saying something um, in a language that I don't believe any of you speak, and it is being loud. Looking past the creature, you see what looks like almost a carpet of sleeping bodies down there.
1: Wait, what language? Jump sleeping?
0: The language is under common. Uh. I don't think you speak that.
2: We have a drow.
0: So it is now the creature's turn. It is going to leap out of the well. Oh, God, That's exactly what Talia says. As it it leaps past all of you, landing at the southern wall of the... Whoa. But as it leaps past you, it will rake out with its claws at Talia. Okay. Or actually not with its claw. Uh, It instead actually will swing a club that it had on it as it's... I don't weigh much. He, he, he. Flying. Will an 18 strike Talia? Uh, yeah, that,
1: that'll that that'll
0: play. Okay. uh It will Ow. hit you for 8 points of bludgeoning damage. Holy foul. And I'm going to need a fly check.
3: Oh,
1: crap! I don't want to fall on the well.
0: What's your total on the fly check? That
1: was a 23, so I really don't want to fall on the well. You
0: do not fall down into the well.
1: I might still see, though, how, how strong is this thing?
0: It looks pretty strong.
1: Uh, if its strength is anywhere near, like, 18 or, like, a plus three or four bonus, I'd probably go flying at least five, ten
3: feet.
0: It's not that strong. It's a
3: plus two. Okay. the, uh, what the t- office is giving me. It's a plus two, if that's what it used for the club.
0: Yep. Yeah. Uh, Talia, you're up. You just got clubbed as this thing leapt past you, shrieking in undercommon.
1: Could I reveal, like, knowledge local, knowledge religion?
0: How about knowledge dungeoneering? <sighs> you still don't have right, that. Flying back. <laughs> okay. flying
1: back and up. How tall is the ceiling?
0: The cavern ceiling is about 15 feet high.
1: I will go up. I think I can get, like, up to there. Especially if I'm on an angle. And what are you doing? I'm healing myself.
0: Are you oh, using no. a channel or are you I'm casting light. Cure Light?
1: I'm casting Cure Light because not anyone else is hurt. Correct. What's your hell? I'm at one. God. When I'm at five,
0: so you heal yourself for four points of damage?
1: Yeah, cause ow, and I'm just gonna start muttering insults at it in in, in Sylvan.
0: Okay. Azatha?
1: Um, seeing um Talia almost get knocked out of the sky, I would like to cast Mage Armor. Able to do that and um and like throw my knife at it no. in one turn.
0: You cannot. Casting Mage Armor oh. is a standard action, but it still Sorry. might be worth doing.
1: Yeah, I am definitely going to do that. <laughs> and I'll put that buff
0: on me. So Azatha casts a spell of protection about herself. You can still move if you'd like, but you can't take another standard action.
1: Um, I am, well, let's see how far I can move. I would suggest
3: moving, because yeah. you've got, if it corners you there, you can only run back. Yeah, I'm going,
1: well, hold on, I gotta select this. Um, yeah, I'm going to go back here on the other side of the well. And I am done.
0: All right. Um, that takes us then to Eklund.
3: Eklund gives this thing a murderous glare. Murmurs an oath in Terran and the same oath in Druidic, but I don't think any of his feet either of those. He runs toward it to attack with his claws, but I guess now he can only use one.
0: Correct. And what was that? A seven? A seven will not strike the creature.
3: So, quick tidbit.
1: Um, if we know druidic, that means a druid has lost all of their powers when they taught us. That's because true. Because if you teach a non-druid druidic, you lose your powers as a druid. He's a, he's a shifter. Right. They follow the same rules, I think.
0: Yeah. Which is fine. It doesn't mean that Eklund can't speak in Druid druidic. Eklund just can't teach any of you druidic.
1: So, we know it. A druid has lost their powers
0: for us. That is usually true. We are at the top of round two. Illis. The creature has leapt out of the cave, clocked Talia, uh, landed, Eklund ran towards it, slashed with his with his claws, but wasn't able to make purchase. What would you like to do? Also, like I said, you see that there are more of them sleeping at the bottom of the cave. I
2: feel like I should attack it. If my to can't at where I don't know. I don't think I can do anything passive without it attacking me back. It seems hostile.
0: It does seem a little hostile.
2: I just tried to plug Talia out of the sky. So I guess that's a no to feeding it. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's you it's could it feed it, it, but...
2: It kind of
1: has, like, an entire what looks like family of, um, of, like, creatures down there, so it's probably defending its home.
2: Should we try to gain its favor by
0: eating it? You rolled really well on Sense Motive. It looks pretty hostile, and it looks like it was trying to wake up its family to come eat you as well.
2: Aw. Uh, fine. I guess I'll attack it at then. Let's see. Do 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 do. Open the character sheet and use my rapier. Um.
0: And that is also a seven, so that is still going to miss the creature. Okay. The creature chuckles stomps several times loudly, and it is going to both swing its club and attempt to bite at Eklund. Well, because, well, that's what it does. So, the club first, really? that is a nine that will miss, and then it will attempt to bite, and that is a oh. six, so it will still miss.
3: How many of arrows here?
0: It will five-foot step there, and that will end the creature's turn. Talia, what do you want to do?
3: I have a net.
0: You do have a net. What can I do
1: with
0: this net? You can throw the net in and try to entangle the creature.
1: I'm on board
0: with that plan. Okay, so you fly over.
1: Make a ranged what attack?
0: Uh, it's a ranged touch attack, actually. Oh,
1: nice. I mean, I can't roll, so we'll see how this goes. That was a natural 20.
0: That was a natural 20. I don't think there's any critical effect for the net since the net doesn't do damage.
1: Well, oh. maybe it can make it harder for it to not be entangled.
0: Uh, you know what? Sure. If you can confirm the critical, I will give it a penalty to its attempt to free itself. That was a 19. roll. A 19, so a 22 to confirm. <laughs> that, that will confirm. It is entangled. Normally, an entangled creature has to make a DC 20 escape artist check or try to damage the net. But in this case, it would be a DC 25 escape artist check to try to get out of the net.
3: That noise you made when you got the... when it rolled right, you're like... <laughs> that's exactly the noise, the noise I imagined Talia making when she caught it. Kind of a little fishy.
0: Uh, entangled creatures move at half speed. They cannot run or charge. They take a minus two on their attack rolls and a minus four penalty to their dexterity. An entangled creature who tries to cast a spell has to make a concentration check or lose the spell. So,
3: Wait, if Talia, if Talia throws a net, by her curse, doesn't it go flying?
0: No, if Talia drops an, her net, it would go flying. <laughs> she can make ranged attacks, and they work just fine. It's anything that is not under her active control, like the the spirit's effect.
1: Um, and then I will say I have no idea what these things are.
0: You do not. So we're
1: just going to try common. We don't want to hurt you. Stand down.
0: You say that in common? Yeah. And,
1: I don't know, make hand gestures of, like, Doc, in case he doesn't understand common.
0: Why don't you go ahead and roll this diplomacy?
1: This isn't going to go well. It's a good roll. thank you.
0: Actually, it's not a good roll. It's, it's above you. a 10. It's above a 10. Um, you're pretty sure that the creature either does not understand you or does not care.
1: Well, I just don't care, that hurts my feelings. Okay call you your permission to kill it, because it has made
0: me sad. All right, Azatha, you're up. Right.
3: And if anyone makes all the fairy boys sad, we will stab it to
1: death. Okay, um, I'm going to go just a bit closer. Okay. And I'm going to say, in Draconic, you don't happen to speak any other languages, do you?
0: It snarls back in Undercommon.
1: I'm going to take that as a no. I don't really want to attack it while it's in a net. I mean no, attack it went to the net. I did this for a reason to make you be able to attack it and actually hit it. I was gonna say so hitting it uh,
0: while while it's in the net, it seems like the perfect time to attack a creature.
1: Well I'm gonna cast magic missile, which hopefully magically goes through the holes in
0: the net. It does. Magic
1: yep. missile never misses.
0: Yep. Alright, so uh again a a little glowing arrow flies out of Azatha's fingers, striking the creature it seems like, however, this thing is significantly more resilient than the mites that you had fought some time ago because although it screams in pain, it still seems like it has a lot of fight left in it.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh, no.
0: Not right really in Eklund, you're up.
3: Because the claws uh, do slashing damage, I'm going to tell to use the quarter, sir.
0: Hey! Nice! So, tell us what you rolled.
3: Eight
0: damage. And what was your to hit? 19. All right, a 19 will strike the creature. Eight damage will solidly hit it, and it grunts in pain.
3: <laughs> I, just kind of, I just smack it the head and swear it
0: But it's it's still up. Azatha and Talia, since you're both right by the well, go ahead and give me a perception check before we move on to the next round.
1: I don't Roll. That's a 20. That's a 20. Not a natural 20, but a 20 total.
0: All right. Talia, this makes sense since you're closer and, you will, uh, and you're and you up in the air, so you have a better view down. You can see that at least one of the creatures down at the bottom is awake and is starting to climb. Um, All right, we are at the top of the next round. Illyris, you are up.
2: Um, can I feed it?
0: I mean, it looks like it would happily take a bite out of you.
2: Should we give it some food instead of... Having it eat us, or we can defeat it. Since I don't
1: know, that otherwise the rest of them are gonna eat us, and probably don't have food after all of them.
2: Hmm. Fine.
1: Okay. Does anyone here have done engineering? No. Well, nope.
0: So.
2: No, Let's take that next. I time. guess I'll attack it with my rapier then. Being friendly is not an option.
0: I mean, it is sometimes. i just but...
2: tried that. I don't know, I was just thinking maybe it was angry. It sounds stupid now. I'll, I'll,
1: I'll just attack it. It's not stupid. I understand. It's just, the minute it attacks us, I don't really want to take the time to try to
0: It us. is absolutely not stupid, and trying to end a fight without violence is always a good thing. That said, sometimes you realize that we have moved past the point where talking is an option.
2: I think I have bread. Do they eat bread?
0: You don't know. It doesn't look likely, though.
2: I think they are starting to eat you. Do we have any other food? I'm no. not giving my.
0: I mean, again, the bones by the well look like they've been gnawed. Do
2: we have any food with us other than bread? Probably
0: not a lot, no. You were only going for an hour hike outside of town.
2: Fine, I guess I'll attack it then. Thank you. Because you're past the point of no return. Pass.
0: Yeah, I knew someone was going to start singing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to finish that line, though, because I'm here with coffee i gonna hit it All right. with my right here, I can't feed it and be a nice person. It tried to kill me. It did. It almost succeeded. It did. Because it's hungry.
0: Yep. I'm not a lot of food! Alright, so that is a 12 to hit. That will not strike the creature. Oh wait, I forgot. It is entangled.
2: Should have brought more food.
0: That will exactly strike the creature. Yeah, I, I so I'm you. sorry, Poppy. So you stab it for four points of damage. It yips and looks at you with hatred in its eyes. I'm sorry. It is going to attempt to swing its club at Aliris while biting at Eklund because you have both harmed it. So the club first. That is an 18 to hit with its club. Or sorry, 17 because it's entangled. Will a 17 hit? It's
3: still going
0: to hit. All right. So it will hit you with its club for seven points of damage.
3: Holy crap. That is true. Still a lot of damage.
0: Um, and then it will try to bite at Illyris.
3: I'm sorry.
0: But I got a six on the bite, so Ooh. it will miss with its bite.
2: That's its first six. You know what that
0: means? Uh, that you it can't bite? Can
2: leave it trapped here? Well, you can leave it
3: trapped here. I'm going to bash his head in with a claw. <laughs> I'm <laughs> mad now. like, about ready to just stab this thing in the head and
2: get it over with. So, Talia. Thank if we tried to do something. I don't
0: know. The creature yep. looks badly hurt. Looks like it is barely still standing. However, like I said, you can see that there are more of them trying to climb up. At least one of them is awake and is starting to climb up from the well. What do you want to do? I
1: Like try to. Sorry.
0: Next, uh-huh. may I
2: suggest getting the metal lid and putting it on the well? Yes. Is it the lid? It's a smart it thing like right good. over there. I was gonna say. I was just... Okay, you know what? That, that's a good idea. <laughs> I didn't
0: know there was a lid. I described it. You need to pay more attention to my flavor text.
2: But uh, how heavy is this?
0: Go take a look. Uh,
1: I
3: just flew
0: over. Oh, yeah. It looks like it weighs about 300 pounds. <laughs>
3: oh, no. No, I have so, a capacity because I
1: might I'm actually not... be able to pick that up. I, I, I'm uh, not the weakest person in the world. I'm actually stronger than Lyris. Okay.
3: I, could dra- I-, I
1: could easily drag that over. Okay. I am stronger than you, but that doesn't mean I'm strong.
3: Yep. Yeah. I can't lift that. I could easily, oh, I could pick it up off the ground without trouble, and I could very easily just drag it on the floor. <laughs> I lift it off the ground oh. is five twenty pounds, and my drag repose is thirteen hundred.
0: All right. So, but yes, you, uh, you realize that Talia, you probably are not going to be able to lift that metal lid. I'll also point out that at the moment, the metal lid is leaning against the wall. It is not on the floor.
1: So, that was a move, right? That was a move. Uh, I'm going to channel. Okay. And I have selective channel.
0: Ah, so you can channel to heal yourself and Eklund and not include the creature.
1: Yeah, because, no.
2: mm-hmm.
0: Okay, go ahead and channel. Heal
3: free. Cool. All right. That other... brings me up to about, what is that? Is that
0: two-thirds or three-quarters? It is three-quarters.
1: Okay. Eight-twelfths is three-quarters. Yeah. And I am at eight-ninths
0: of my (laughs) age. Alright, so you move and do a standard action to channel positive energy. Um, And
1: kind of be like, yo, should get this lid on there? But I can't lift it and we have company coming.
0: Alright, Azatha, you are up. What would you like to do? I wish I had a levitation
1: spell right
0: now. Yeah. If you were a higher-level caster... All of your problems could be solved, but... Yeah.
1: Would I be able to go over to the lid and try to roll it?
0: Uh, what is your strength? It
1: says 15 with a modifier of 2.
0: Okay. You think you could probably roll it. You think that if you tried to roll it more than 5 feet in one turn, there would be a chance of you tipping it, but if you only rolled it 5 feet, you should be fine
1: something i'm going to do that okay all right yeah so i'm going to go over to it yeah
0: and we'll say that we roll it right there Eklund?
3: i am going to bash this thing's head in with a quarter staff you i'm to I'm put the lid on there 23 6 damage
0: you will crunch in its skull
3: i, I just went.
0: It is unconscious. It is dying. Their scratching sounds are coming up from the bottom of the well, however, and they sound like they're getting close. Lyris, what do you want?
2: I want to help move the lid. Okay. Okay. Isn't your strength like eight? So it's better than doing nothing about it. True. Please don't tip it though,
1: otherwise we probably won't be able to get it back up.
3: What do well, I lift? with 520? I can pick it up if I
0: have to. Alright, so, if you only roll it 5 feet, then you're fine. If you try to roll it further than 5 feet, you'll have to make a strength check, and failing will make the lid fall over flat on the ground.
2: I guess I will
0: roll that over there 5 feet then. Okay. Talia. Oh, do you like...
2: Can I, like, roll
1: it
0: onto it? Uh, so that is gonna take a check, because that is... That, that actually involves tipping it and getting it on there securely.
1: Uh, do, do I think Eklund could fix my mistake if it goes wrong? Probably. Alright then, I'll try
0: it. Make a strength actually, check. Yeah. Dang, Talia! Alright. I didn't think that would work. You are able to push it onto the, lit, onto the well. Yay! Azatha, what are you doing? I'm
1: going to go over there and make sure it's secure. I really don't want those things
0: coming up. Do you have knowledge engineering? Uh,
1: no.
0: Looking at it, it looks pretty secure. But if there's enough creatures behind it, they could probably lift it. I mean, you guys were able to move it. They might be able to, too. Maybe there's some way you could magically seal it in place, but...
2: Hmm. Flex tank.
1: <laughs> Well, actually, I have the Ray of Frost. Would that be able to freeze it on there?
0: Probably not. But I will let you give me a knowledge arcana check. Oh, okay.
1: Fifteen.
0: All right. You know you've been seeing that same mark of Gorum all over the place here. It's possible that that mark could do something.
1: Hmm. Where's the nearest mark of
0: Gorum? Back in the uh, the hall where the where the centipedes attacked you.
1: Move as far as I can there. Okay. Why don't we just kind of like. How much have I moved already?
0: You haven't moved this turn, I don't think.
1: Alright, so I'm just gonna go like six spaces, which I think is as far as I can
0: go. You can double move if that's all you're doing.
1: Oh, yeah, that's. I'm going to double move. So I can go 12 spaces then.
0: Yep. You can get back into the hallway where the centipedes were.
1: Yeah, I, I end up basically right there. Yeah.
0: Okay. So, yeah, the Mark of Gorum was inscribed on the wall here in red skulls.
1: I kind of jiggle, like, the skulls a bit to see if there's any kind of, like, um, actually, wait, do I want to jiggle to the skulls to see if there's, like, some kind of mechanism behind it, or do I want to do, like, a read magic?
0: I don't know. You have to double move, though, in any case, so you've got a turn to think about it.
3: Oh, yeah, right. Okay. Never mind
0: Uh, Eklund, what would you like to do?
3: How much damage would I take if I splashed my own arm with my claws? Why would you do that? Yeah. We'll
1: see. I think I know what you plan. You want to make the mark with
3: your own blood? That, because blood magic is usually extremely powerful, especially with this being a god of war. Sure. If If I can dash my arm and mark the sign with my own blood on the cover, I'm assuming that they will be either repulsed by it or think I'm more powerful than I am.
0: If you wish, you can do a single point of damage, and that will give still provide enough blood on the edge of your claw that you could paint a symbol with it.
3: Okay. So I'm going to go up here, and I'm going to take one damage, because it's not really that much skin off my nose.
0: Or uh, rock off your hide.
3: Yeah. I paint the symbol on there, and then can I also check out this corpse? Because I'm just... I'm that kind of adventurer. No matter what game I'm playing, and I want to lose the
0: course. Not all in one turn, you cannot. But you can move, take the standard action to claw yourself, and I'll go ahead and let you paint the symbol because it's a simple symbol. As you do that, the edge of the lid around the well flares up with light, and it looks now like it is cemented in place.
3: God, what do I do?
2: Heal you, and what do you do right away? Hurt yourself? <laughs> Must we just use the puppy blood? That sounds wrong. But you know what I mean. That weird thing.
3: I don't know. I mean, Eklund's a pretty sh- Eklund just kind of acts on whatever comes into his head. He's like, well, Laura will probably fix this. Well, I'll I will like for- <laughs> my time. I mean, probably uh, I used it. kind of pulled me out of, like, nearly dying. But you gotta do what you gotta do. And you hurt yourself right away? She kind of has,
1: like, the really kicked off mom of, like, I go out and buy you new clothes,
3: and what is the first thing you do? Get them dirty! That Angerspiel, or feel are you shilling? Because of Eklund, uh, he, he lost enough blood, he's a bit loopy. He, he just kind of like, looks at Talia and does, like, like,
0: the shrug. Eklund, if you are examining the corpse... I want my net. Yeah, you can recover your net. The corpse has on it some blacksmithing tools... And a tin of some thick goop. Do you have craft alchemy? You can also give me an appraise check if you would like. I
3: don't have ranks in that, but I have appraise.
0: Appraise can be used on so go ahead and give me an appraise check. You okay, you think that this is a tin of alchemical c- cement? Oh,
3: fancy. Is it the body of Lady Elricard?
0: No, it is a male body. Mm-hmm. You
3: know what that means?
1: You didn't have to use your blood.
0: But it also means But it also means that he now has a tin of alchemical cement.
3: Cool. What does that do?
0: You can you know, seal things with it. It's
3: just really good glue. Essentially. Well, I think it's like Does it go under gear? Yep. Does it weigh anything?
0: Not enough to count. Is there anything else you guys wish to do in this cave? No, not really. Well, then let's go ahead and we will wrap up this episode here. And we will pick up as we continue the quest of these four heroes as they assist Professor Lorimore in investigating the psychic phenomenon. Until next time, keep an eye open for mimics, never feed a goblin, and something something dragons. Pathfinder Quest Phantom Phenomenon is copyright 2015 of Paizo. Pathfinder Quest, Pathfinder Society are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are the property of Paizo and are used with perfect.